It seems as though the Minnesota Wild have a little bit of a game of musical chairs on their hands. Rem Pitlick was put on waivers. We look at how that impacts Matt Boldy's status for the rest of the season. Plus, once everybody comes back from injury, who is left outside looking in? We talk about all that, plus John Merrill's extension today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at the John Merrill extension and what that may mean for Kalen Addison's spot amongst the Wild defensive core. We also take a look at Rem Pitlick being put on waivers, what that means for his future with the Minnesota Wild. And with all the injuries the Minnesota Wild have sustained, once everybody comes back healthy, who ends up being the odd man out? We take a look at all of that here on today's show. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota teams and now switching allegiances to the Minnesota Wild and at the helm of Lockdown Wild here for the 2021-2022 season. Happy to have you along on a Wednesday edition of the show and uh, going with a little bit of a catch-up day type uh, format for today's show, obviously some big news uh, from the Minnesota Wild, uh, an extension and notice of a player being put on waivers. So we will talk about those moves today and uh, try to speculate as to how the roster is going to shape up as players continue to uh, to get healthy enough to where they can get back to the regular roster. So uh, a lot to discuss here today. And uh, we'll start it off with the extension news I personally was uh, a little caught by surprise by this move, and not to say that it's not deserved, because it is, but uh, it just seemed as though John Merrill was maybe a candidate to uh, only sign a one-year deal and to maybe go elsewhere um, with Kalen Addison ready to step in and fill a spot amongst the Wild's top six defensemen. That was before the season started. Didn't really know a whole lot um, as to what to expect from John Merrill coming into this season. But let's take a look at what John Merrill was going to be asked to do coming into this year. Obviously, the uh, third-line pairing for the Minnesota Wilds vacated. Carson Soucy and Ian Cole. Uh, Cole heading to Carolina via free agency, and Soucy picked by the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft. So you're you're trying to replace those two guys. The Wild also losing Ryan Suter to the Dallas Stars. So trying to replace a lot of, uh, of ice time, a lot of points, a lot of block shots, a lot of everything 
that uh, that those guys were able to provide in last season's team. Alex Goligoski comes in and he fills that suitor spot and has filled it uh, up until he uh, was uh, was injured and out of the lineup. Um, filled in in great and and looked the part of a guy who was more of a uh, a top four um, of the uh, of the decor. John Merrill was simply asked to uh, to step in and fill the uh, the spot of Ian Cole with Dmitry Kulikov, and uh, the hope was that those two guys would form a third line that uh, produced in a similar fashion to uh, to how the Wilds' third line defense pairing did last year, which is a lot of block shots, not going to do anything that uh, that directly hurts the team, maybe not going to. Um, Get get shout outs all that much in terms of scoring and such, and uh, John Merrill has has far and away exceeded my expectations uh, for him this season. Already with uh, eleven points on the year in thirty three games, his career high in points fifteen in fifty seven games. So uh, well on his way to shattering his uh, his all time mark for uh, for points in a season. Also, currently at 51 blocks. Now, you look at what Ian Cole did last year for the Wild. Finished the season with 92 blocks in uh, 52 games for the Wild. He also played two games with Colorado, had two blocks there. So 94 total blocks uh, for uh, for the Wild and the Avalanche. Um, also had a goal and seven assists. So minimal point guy, but... Great at blocking shots, and that's something that Ian Cole has always brought to the table. Uh, multiple seasons uh, of well over a hundred blocks in his career, and uh, and so John Merrill comes in, and with Cam Talbot and Capo Kakinen in net, you know some of the pressure taken off as to what he's expected to uh, to do on any given basis or any nightly basis, but. As we stand right now, John Merrill tied for the team lead in block shots. And so if you, in a vacuum, are just saying, well, John Merrill, Ian Cole, interchangeable, and uh, and things work out uh, just the way that they did last year, um, all in all, really not a bad way to uh, to do it and really not a, uh, a bad signing at all by Bill Guerin to, uh, to bring Merrill in to uh, to fill that third line pairing now, obviously with Spurgeon and Brodine out, um, both Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov have been playing a little higher in the lineup, playing more like a second line uh, D pairing, and so they're playing more minutes. But you look at especially the last two games in particular, and I know Brodine played during the Boston game, but the last two games in particular. Uh, those guys have really done some uh, some very good things, and so this is an absolute home run extension for uh, for Bill Guerin in the Wild. You get John Merrill coming in for a three year extension, and uh, you lower his cap hit um, to uh, to be able to help slide him in at a lower rate with those buyouts that will uh, start to escalate here over the next couple of seasons. So. This is just this is just a as Bill Guerin of a move as acquiring Ian Cole was last year, and so Guerin, you know, he he knows the buttons to push to uh, to get the most out of the uh, the D lineman 
um, for this team. Dean Evison plays him well, and uh, all in all, just a great move. Although I find myself wondering if that means that somebody in that top six is going to be dealt uh, to try to get a spot for Kalen Addison next year. Because as it stands right now, you really can't continue to just uh, put Kalen Addison on the taxi squad and have him just sit and not play. you got to get him into the lineup at some point. And I know he's been playing recently uh, with all the injuries going on. But once people come back, and we'll talk about this more at the end of the show, once people start to come back, you can't just put him on the taxi squad and have him sit and wait uh, to uh, potentially be part of the team or to likely just end up sitting and uh, and missing games. The biggest thing that's going to help Kalen Addison continue to make the jump from prospect to pro is by playing. And so if Addison is going to play, then somebody is going to have to be moved to uh, clear up a spot in the top six. And I, I think at this point, all signs probably point to Matt Dumba, but who knows? It, it could be a situation, too, where Goligoski is allowed to just uh, walk at the end of the season and is not retained. Then at that point, uh, there's a spot for Addison. Maybe something happens with Dmitry Kulikov, who has signed past this season as well. Bill Guerin, the biggest thing for Bill Guerin is that he, with this move, he's got options. Dumba is locked in for a couple more seasons. Obviously, Brodine and Spurgeon are signed long-term. Merrill now with uh, with three years under his belt. Kulikov with a couple of years under his belt. Bill Guerin has options with what to do with the decor. If he wants to move Dumba to free up salary and to get something more offense-oriented in return, he certainly can. And uh, that just furthers the uh, the great job that these guys have done with cultivating this wild roster, um, putting themselves in position to make moves or to scale things back a little bit, depending on how things go till we get to the trade deadline. So congratulations for John Merrill. Happy to see him get the extension. Happy to keep that uh, that gorgeous lettuce that he has on top of his head and the, uh, the six stash as well. Happy to keep that in Minnesota long-term. And uh, he has been a great fit for this wild team this season so far. So uh, that's an update on the John Merrill extension. Again, remember that um, Merrill signing the extension means that his job of filling Ian Cole's vacancy has been a success. And so just uh, just keep throwing them out there and hoping that we, uh, we get some good things that happen uh, for this wild team the rest of the way. So the, um, the Merrill extension is in the books. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about another roster move that was made as Rem Pitlick hit waivers. We talk about that next here on Locked on Wild. It is 2022, and that means New Year's resolutions are in full swing. If yours involves getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plans. Built Bar is the perfect protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and just 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar 
which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you have snack stashes throughout your house, go round up those candy bars, those sweets, put them somewhere else, throw them away, and uh, fill those spots up with Built Bars so that you'll never go hungry and you have unlimited options for great taste with Built Bar. So head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, and again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Uh, Reminder, we are available wherever you listen to podcasts and whenever you would like to listen to podcasts. So beyond the John Merrill extension, the Wild also made a fairly notable roster move as well uh, yesterday by putting Rem Pitlick on waivers. Uh, enter Michael Russo into the uh, into the conversation. As uh, he tweeted earlier yesterday, Rem Pitlick, the last Minnesota Wild player on the ice today in practice, has been placed on waivers. If he clears, he can go to the taxi squad or can even be sent to Iowa as well. This kind of confirms a, uh, a theory that I had about Rem Pitlick heading into the season. And I can't recall, I can't recall if it was, uh, it was vocalized enough or, uh, or if it was, uh, was one that I just had kind of filed away um, to uh, come back to later. But I remember at the time with the Rem Pitlick waiver claim that we made to, uh, to get him here, everybody was looking and was saying, Hmm, that's kind of weird. Because uh, why wouldn't we just have you know Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi make the team outright and uh, and just come up with the team? And um, obviously Matt Boldy's injury news was uh, was a huge factor into why this happened. But if you really look at it, Rem Pitlick really was nothing more than just injury insurance. Uh, for Matt Boldy until he was ready to return. And Pitlick did some really good things for the Wild and has done some really good things for the Wild so far this season. Had the hat trick against Seattle earlier this year. And so um, it, it seems as though there's something there. It maybe just isn't quite ready for, uh, for the NHL. And um, somebody on Twitter asking Michael Russo if there were good odds that um, that Pitlick would clear. Russo saying he doesn't do waiver odds. Anybody that picks him has to keep him on the NHL roster uh, except the Predators who can send him to the taxi squad or the Miners if they're the only ones to put a claim in on him. So that's a little bit of a double-edged sword too is that Pitlick would have to stay on the NHL roster. And so uh, I think the Wild just got to the point where they said, look, Matt Boldy's ready to come back. We're going to give him that spot. And Pitlick, you know, assuming that he doesn't go to the taxi squad, I think would make a lot of sense to go to Iowa and to just play a ton and just continue to develop. Uh, Tim Army, one of the best at, uh, at developing young players. So give him a chance. Give him a chance to work with, uh, with Tim Army. And uh, you could end up further cultivating some of those uh, intangibles that Pitlick brings to the table. But for now, 
it was all a matter of time until Matt Boldy was ready to come back and uh, and be part of the Minnesota Wilds roster. So I'm not surprised that it happened. Um, I'm surprised that it happened as quickly as it did. But if he clears, then the Wild just put him either on the taxi squad or in Iowa and just let him do his thing. So um, I don't think it's the last that we'll see of Rempelik now. I did, uh, I did say that with Victor Rask. If, for those that listened a couple days ago, where the uh, the title of the episode was "Is this the last of Victor Rask?" and obviously it hasn't been because he played the Winter Classic, he played against Boston, he played against Washington over the weekend. But that leads me to kind of the wrap up topic here for today, um, as we do summarize that. Rem Pitlick's best thing that he could have given the Wild from a contribution standpoint was buying time until Matt Boldy was ready to come back and to make an immediate impact with this team. So mission accomplished for Rem Pitlick. Um, condolences out to State of Hoppy, though. As a huge Rem Pitlick fan, he obviously did not take the news particularly well. But uh, like I said, I don't think it's the last that we'll see of Mr. Rem Pitlick here this season. Um, as mentioned, with Boldy back and healthy and playing, there are plenty of other wild players who are working their way back from various injuries, which could lead to a very interesting couple of roster moves as the wild try to kind of fill things out, get back on track, and go on a playoff push. So we will finish the show by uh, talking about the roster musical chairs. For the Minnesota Wild, that is next here on Locked on Wild. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted right here in the United States. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. So make sure to use the promo code Locked On to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Wrapping things up because Kirill Kaprizov. Jewel Erickson Eck, Jordan Greenway. Guys are starting to get back on the practice ice to where we could see them before too long. Uh, super exciting considering the uh, Trent Frederick. And now I've gone, um, now I think I've gone four, three or four consecutive days talking Trent Frederick. So probably at this point uh, should look to move beyond that topic. But Kirill Kaprizov, it sounds like the update from Dean Evason was that Kaprizov is going to try to practice and try to play on Friday. Um, so obviously, if that's the case, 
major bullet dodged uh, with a potential long-term injury that it looked like it was going to be for the Minnesota Wild. It looked like it was going to be a collarbone, a dislocated shoulder, something along those lines. And at this point, looks like it was just simply a uh, a jammed shoulder as Kaprizov was blasted into the boards by Trent Frederick. So obviously that's huge good news. When Kaprizov comes back, though, then the questions move on to who ends up being sent back down to uh, to fill that spot. So offensively, as it stands right now, I mean, Pitlick was, was put on waivers. So you have, for Friday, you theoretically could get Jewel Erickson Eck, Jordan Greenway, and Kirill Kaprizov back. Maybe Brandon Duhame. Um, but at that point, then, the, uh, the offensive side, the forward side of the equation, will be at full strength. And uh, that, I think, is a scary proposition for teams throughout the rest of the NHL uh, to see the Wilds get back to that level that they were at earlier in the season. But you run out of names to potentially throw to the curb to, uh, to bring these guys back in. I mean, you've got Victor Rask who could, uh, I suppose, get put back on the taxi squad, uh, depending on if somebody else would try to claim him, but nobody did the first time. So you could go that route with Victor Rask, is just put him on the taxi squad and hang on to him for the rest of the year at least um, for some uh, injury insurance. But uh, beyond that, I mean... Really, the only other name that you could justify pulling out of the lineup would, I guess, be Brandon Duhame. I just, I think it sends the wrong message if all of a sudden, with guys coming back in, Matt Boldy just gets sent back to uh, to Iowa. Um, so I think you got to keep him up, which means that one of your regulars, your Nick Bugstads, or uh, or any of the other guys, Rask. One of those guys is probably going to be uh, sitting on the bench when they come back, and you know we, we won't hear any issues with it because this uh, this team is just such a, such a cohesive unit. But um, it it does bear watching and keeping an eye on because um, there are going to be some uh, some roster questions that uh, that the Wild have to answer, and you know you look at the defensive side of things too. Obviously. Waiting for uh, for word on Spurgeon and Brodeen, but when they come back, when Alex Goligoski comes back, I mean, you've got Dakota Mermis up right now, and uh, and that's pretty much it. So at this point, do you send Addison and Mermis back down and put Jordy Ben back as the seventh defenseman once you get uh, Spurgeon and Brodeen back? I mean, that that's not a bad way to play it at all, but. Like I said, some uh, some big roster moves are coming. It's just a matter of, of getting to that point, just just treading water. You know, back in back in swim class, just treading water until uh, those guys are ready to come back. And we get the full team, and it is pedal to the metal all the way throughout the rest of the season. That is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Now that your first listen of the day is done, you can swing over to Locked on Bets 
for your second listen, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is also available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked on Wild, we're available wherever you want to listen. We're available whenever you feel like listening to your podcasts. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Keeping you as up to date on Minnesota Wild Hockey as possible. If a puck drops in the state of hockey, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.